0: Good evening, and welcome. I'm joined tonight by uh, Tom Sungman Lee, uh, a very, very avid listener of the podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah I am. Like, how are you?
0: I'm good, Tom. I'm good. It's been a long time since I last I saw you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's true. Like, uh, kind of last year, Assan away, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. But we we both went down to the playoff, right? The that disastrous yeah. playoff, freezing cold playoff night down in uh, Assan, yeah.
1: Yeah, we ex- um, experienced like the very brutal end of the K League at uh, yes. the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Well, the end of the K League for Songnam anyway, but yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was, it was <laughs> pretty horrible. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so, Tom, you're obviously a, a huge Songnam fan. Yeah, uh, you're now living in Australia. Yeah. So, who do you follow in Australia?
1: Say like the when I just uh, seven years ago like settled down in Australia like I settled down in um, Sydney first, so um, I had no choice other than Sydney FC because I try to follow other team like my friends told me like oh you can just follow LA United, so I asked them how far are day, like they told me like oh it's only um, two hours flight away from Sydney, <laughs> like, oh, okay like in Kaylee the furthest away is Jeju away you're gonna take the thirty minute flight yeah so yeah so <laughs> it's a, a bit like different scale yeah.
0: So, you began as a Sydney fan.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you've now moved to Melbourne, is that correct? That's true, yeah. So, are you? have you changed your allegiance to be a Melbourne fan or are you still a Sydney no, fan?
1: No, not at all. It's, it's kind of really. <laughs> you can't really do that in like, you know, just supporting one team in one league and then <laughs> change your sport to the others. Like, it's not like a betrayal. I mean, like, for me, like, I don't really changed my team even though I'm living in there, the uh, biggest ultra-libel city. Okay. But um, still, I can't really just uh, be myself away from Sydney for the Australian Games. Okay, sweet. And, uh, but still, one good thing is like you're living in Melbourne, you've got two teams and they got a pretty good chance to be in the Asian Champions League. Yep. And uh, you might be watching different uh, clubs around the Asia. I really enjoying that as a passionate supporter of like, the Asian football as well. Okay, excellent. And um, yeah, one day I'm dreaming about like this supporting Songnam I mean, in the way end of the Any
0: Park. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. So so that's basically why we have you on tonight. Uh, as as you mentioned, you know, like you you can get the opportunity to watch teams in the in the Asian Champions League. Uh, obviously as a Songnam fan, you know, you kind of supported Songnam through the, the good old days of, of when we were doing well in Asian Champions League. So we kind of have you on so we can talk about it from a kind of A-League a kind of A-League Australian perspective, yeah?
1: That's true, yeah. I've been in it seven years, like, the you know, being in part of, part of the um, the Cove, the Sydney's home end, and being talked to a lot of people, like, who and Sydney FC and also, like, other teams in the A-League and uh, following, like, all the medias in A-Leagues and... Uh, uh, now I got more perspective of like the how the the A League and A League supporters and all the, the Australian football world is going to look at the um, how do they see the Asian football.
0: Okay, so the A League is already underway. Um, obviously, yeah. they, this weekend uh, sees the the kind of start of the uh, K League and the g League started last week, but but the A League is that uh, you're maybe like 20, 21 games already in. True.
1: Yeah. So
0: how are the ACL teams performing? How are Sydney, Melbourne? How are they doing? And, and, and the A-League?
1: Yeah, actually, like, the Sydney's been, like, really great. I mean, it's um, regarding only seven games in left in our hands and for the regular season, um, Sydney's been only lost once. Okay. Surprisingly, to the uh, Central Coast Mariners, who's struggling at the bottom of the league. But um, they're a really firm team uh, um, and ahead of anybody else, like, about, like... The 20 points ahead Okay. and uh, currently described by the Australian media there's the greatest front line in the A-League history okay um, yeah there's a kind of three uh, guys up, up front like the uh, one is Bobo the Brazilian guys and the Adrian Mijevski the Polish guy and also with from the uh, Croatia the Ninkovic okay they all um, these trio like made uh, 20 games at 34 goals and 14 assists altogether
0: oh wow okay yeah, the, which is
1: almost like yeah, two goals per game.
0: Yeah, basically,
1: it's it's kind of a bit crazy because like the first time when they had the, the the Ninkovic and Bobo, it was pretty like you know they got a really huge impact on the league steal. But now with the Adrian Miedziowski, they even the last season it were, might be a kind of some hard games around there. But like the, nowadays like they're pretty dominant. Okay, and they don't really worry about like um, even giving one or two goals to the opponents like that they're going to catch up at the end of the day so okay. it's like it's uh, looking like I mean it looks like that they're going to be like the, um, uh, winning the uh, premier plate um, to be honest that this weekend if they win the game against the Newcastle Jets okay. they're going to just uh, confirm that they were the winner of the regular season and the only thing they're going to just really take care of is going to be like um, winning the grand final okay um yeah, after the, the regular season, it's uh, similar to the uh, K League playoff system, like the uh, kind of five, six years ago.
0: Ah, oh, understand. Okay, okay, I see. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: So okay, cool. uh, that's kind of the Sydney You have They have nothing to worry about in the league, and all they focus on in the uh, make it secured. I mean, in terms of they're going to be in grand final to, to win it, and okay. also in ACL. Okay. Um, what about Melbourne? In the meantime, the, yeah, Melbourne Victory is a totally different story for them. Like that, they used to be kind of um, one of the top teams in the league, and uh, due to a lot of injuries and the departures of the players by now, and including like that, their top players like the Busa Pericias, bit getting old, yeah, and not really as the same as before. So they're struggling, um, but still, um, they're kind of a mid uh, mid table team now. Uh, which means like, they're going to fall on to the. Um, they have a really high chance to fall and to end up as a regular season within a top six. Uh, they will lead them to the uh, final playoffs. Okay. And then, um, you know, once you get into the playoffs, you can have a high chance to be, you know, making something out there. Okay. And recently, like after the. It's funny, it's like after ACL, they uh, started getting their own form. So uh, now they're catching up slowly. I think like uh, this. Um, actually, tomorrow's uh, the game against the Melbourne City, the Melbourne Derby, will be the very decisive game for them. Like whether they can just uh, take on their uh, lead to the deck uh, on the form or not. Okay. So um, yeah, it's kind of um, they're like very interesting stage at this moment. But um, nobody really looking for. I mean, like they're expecting the, the Melbourne Victory going to just go for the play plate. Okay, understand.
0: Yeah. And so I mean, obviously uh, Brisbane Roar, but but also in the ACL, they got uh, knocked out in the in, in the playoffs. I mean, there was a few things shocking about that. Obviously, <clears throat> there was a defeat. There was a the whole idea about the numbers falling off the back of their shirts. Oh, um, <laughs> like, why? What do you think were the factors behind them losing that game? I mean, was it really as big a shock loss as? It felt for me being here in Korea or was it something that maybe there were some precursors to that defeat?
1: Um, you know, when it happens once, um, even the teams like Suwon and Blue Wings, even, you know, they've been an expert in the ACL, but you, have you heard about what happened before the Sydney games? Like, they actually um, didn't read the notice from the, um, the A, uh, AFC, Okay. so they thought basically like there's... The Sydney's gonna wear their sky blue home shirt, as same as like in the league. Yeah. They're gonna wear the white shirt, so they didn't bring any kind of home shirt, and only the white away shirt. And um, actually, the, the issue was the Sydney FC at the end of last year, like they registered like the ACL kit, and then it was rejected because like they don't match the kind of um, the regulations. Okay. So what they do was like they chose all white home shirt. Ah okay. <laughs> they, like yeah, they, uh, it was like awkward, like the other way around. They choose uh, the sky blue as a way. Ah okay. And, yeah, the soon had no idea. Like and uh, they, but it's their fault. They didn't read the notice from the AFC. So um, actually, like um, the day before, they try to get the uh, kid on time before the kickoff from Korea. Somehow
0: they made it um, successful. Oh, so, I not know. That. Uh, they were the uh, their home
1: series against the Sydney game. So. I mean, it happens like that. You know, you will understand it's a, just a mistake. Like, the Suwon has been okay, like, in kind of um, the ACL for many years. Just one mistake out of many years. But for Brisbane World, I don't think, like, they've been, like, really great in terms of, like, the participating in the ACL. Because even in 2013, ACL qualification, they really failed to get a venue secured. So, it was their home against the Brigham United in Thailand yeah. for the playoffs but they just gave it away. I mean, like, we're going to play in Thailand because we can't just define any stadium in Brisbane.
0: I remember that, yeah.
1: It's really awkward, like. And um, they actually, um, you know, they've gone out of the, the competition after the penalty shootout against the Brigham United. And I don't think it's, like, just a coincidence. Like, it's something like any mistake. It's more about, like, themselves because after um, this sort of, sort of, like, the shirt, the saga happened, they made a statement, They make apologies to the fans and to even to Umbro because it's not Umbro's fault at all. Yeah. Okay. So it's themselves. So um, they said like it's their mistake and they did everything wrong. I don't think it's like it's it's just the off the I mean off the field issue. It must okay. be on site issues. Yeah. I think, yeah. On, on issues. Okay. And uh, Brazil Braw has been like. They're not really great in terms of, like, the, the result of, like, what they got. And also the venues they chose to for the midweek games. Sometimes they play in the Gold Coast. Sometimes they play in somewhere in Brisbane, but not their home ground. Ah, oh, okay. So, so they travel? Yeah. It's like something like you need to travel, like, by the train, like, one and a half hours away from your home to get to your home game.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, so it's like... Basically, um, everything
1: they do in the ACL, uh, to me, it looks like they just keep scoring their um, own goals. <laughs> so is so, that,
0: uh, is that yeah. similar to Gangwon? Yeah. So like Gangwon yeah. used to travel around the whole of the Gangwon-do province, they kind of playing games in different stadiums. Is that is that kind of similar for Brisbane?
1: Like, you know, at least like the Gangwon has a plan like they actually made it like loud, loud and clear. They just uh, make it want to happen like be a part of the plan of like the home ground, uh, ground updates and uh, be more support, gain more support mm-hmm. from the Gangwon though, kind of that. But for the Brisbane law, they actually never made any kind of clear statement about that of the background of that decision. They just do it.
0: Okay, wow.
1: What I feel is like they don't really care about the ACL okay and um i think it's i'm, I'm all i'm worrying about is like that it might be um in line with the acl perception in australia yeah yeah because um average crowd in acl groups featuring australian teams from you know last 10 years um when it comes to australian games average crowd is like the eight thousand people i mean yeah. like the eight thousand attendances which is if when it when the game happens in china even the australian team games in um, it's a twenty seven thousand yeah right twenty seven thousand people, but only eight thousand people are gonna just go attending their home games from Australia, which means like very low I mean regarding their average ground average the attendance in the weekends the league games yeah because okay. games usually they're gonna have like fifteen thousand or something like that. right yeah
0: so it's half yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's, even in one of one of the articles even mentioned that it's loud and clear, like the Australia feels it has nothing to prove in Asia, okay, and they, even worse, uh, they feel nothing to gain from it, okay, like a bit of arrogances they got because uh, maybe like it's in line with the uh, so-called Euro in Korea as well, like they just highly got the European football, then ignoring the Asian football, okay, but the worst thing maybe is. The uh, people in Australia it has particularly like those guys from I mean has a uh, European roots. They have a uh, better connections to the European team. They actually have like um, the the reason to support European team yeah. because maybe their parents from yeah. somewhere from the Europe okay. and uh, they got a uh, easier accesses to them. Like the, okay. you know, the, in Australia you use English, so uh, they can access the information by the English. So okay. uh, it's much easier to them. So, yeah, it's you know, much easier. Like in the, in the meantime, they uh, ignoring the Asian football as well. I mean, you know, when you ignoring your local football, if you see the Asian football, people are gonna feel like, hey, uh, teams like Birmingham United, like, why do you feel like that? You okay. know what I mean? So even even yeah.
0: So the games, the the ACL games, like are they are they televised in Australia? Like, uh, can you see, for for, for example, like, could you watch Sydney versus uh, Sue one bluebungs on on TV easily, or did you have to watch it on a stream?
1: Yeah, it's so easy because like um, it's like everything is a sports uh, broadcasting here is is very prof- professionally um, done, okay. and the Fox Sports is the one who just um, broadcasting all the A League games and uh, live, and um, uh, it's the same way like the ACL, like the they all, but all, only the Australian teams games they just the televised on, but it's all live. Even okay. when you go to the pub, you can ask them like that. As long as you know the the channel, like the Fox Sports Five Hundred One, Five Hundred Five, or something like that, you can tell them like they will just play for yourself. So even I can watch here like if I know like when the when the game is going on and okay. what channel is like they're showing. Like clearly, you can see it. Like has no any kind of interruptions at all.
0: Okay, sweet. So like. I mean, you talked about how, how the ACL is, is perceived <clears> that they yeah. in Australia. They, they, do you think, uh, because of the, of the distances in, involved between teams coming to Australia or Australian teams going away, they, do you think that has a big impact on the performances of, of the Australian teams and maybe has, has an impact on people's desire to watch the games?
1: Uh, yeah, but I, I I've seen tons of the articles in the uh, the neighbors and down like uh, pointing out like when the teams like Ulster travel down to Melbourne like the the morning about like the travels gonna be like the fourteen hours in total in one way you know like kind of that yeah but. Uh, I don't think it's like really a big, um, huge disadvantage for the uh, either side for in terms of, you know, you need to play on the game, maybe like the totally different, um, you know, the uh, climate. Yeah. But there might be the hard part, but in the same time, but when you check the uh, result and records, it doesn't show any kind of... Um, you know the tendencies okay uh the only tendency i could find was like the australian teams got a really huge advantage in terms of like the very early stage of the acl because they're in the middle of the season yeah so they're full fully fit so they can have they tend to get better uh the result in the uh the first stage the okay. first three games and then later on like when the uh, all the other teams like they get on back back on the, the form fully formed then the uh, they start to you know losing the game, so okay. I think it's not really about like the distance itself. It's more about like um, the, the the how they they gonna just fully fit or not? Yeah, because um, if you see the uh, the other games like Europe, like it's more about east to west, different time zones. So I think that part will be harder. Okay. Than the okay. Uh, distance by itself.
0: Okay. Like um, so like a few years ago, there was a lot of articles, uh, you know, about allowing. There may be more group spots uh, being being opened up from teams from from Southeast Asia, so maybe more you know like more group spots allocated to Vietnamese teams, or maybe one given to you know like a you know like a Malaysian team or or, or something. Yeah, do you think that that would be a good idea? Like, do you think, for example, the K League and the J League in China having four teams should they only have two teams? And those other spots should maybe go towards, you know, other, uh, other Eastern European teams.
1: You mean other Eastern
0: European countries? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Eastern (laughs) Asian teams. Yeah. No. Eastern European teams. That that would be a bad idea, Tom. That would be a bad idea. Could be.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. It must be a good idea because like I, I see like some somebody like pointed out here in Australia say like you say the East Asian Champions League but like the Asian champions you all you see is like the third and fourth best teams in the league yeah and the expansion of the whole competition would be ideal for AFC as well because um already it feels like the two separate competitions due to the East Asia meets only West Asia at the finals right? yeah so why not we just allow more teams to involve too, right? And um, also, it will be beneficial to Australia as well. Like the, where a lot of immigrants from these countries, like the Thailand, yeah. and Vietnam, Vietnam, they're gonna watch the game anyways. And also, I feel like it's it makes like uh, pole competition stronger. And maybe AFC could um, regarding like the the third and fourth teams got to be joining in like the same as the European model, like the AFC Cup. Okay. Where the, uh, yeah, developing countries gonna just uh, in terms of football developing, developing countries gonna join in and then they're gonna just face like the third and fourth the base team best in the, um, the stronger nations team. okay So I think it's like kind of a good idea to expand whole um, the competition like that.
0: okay that you. you mentioned a very good point there you know that you mentioned about how the, the Eastern U, the Eastern Asian teams only meet the Western Asian teams in the final now yeah. Now, you've been, you've been watching the ACL for a very long time. Uh, you know, like I know, you know, like way back in the day when, when like Songnam were winning and stuff. Do you think... It's like 10 years. Yeah. yeah. They, do you think that when they changed it and stopped, you know, like the, the kind of two, the, the two groups meeting each other, you know, like in the knockout stages, do you think that was a good move or do you think that's been a bad move for the competition itself?
1: I think it's. I can't really tell from my side whether it's good or bad. It's more like they in, intended to um, to get the West Asian teams more involved in because obviously it's been Eastern East Eastern Asians like the you know champions all the time, like, yeah. except like Al Saad and Ali Tihad, like maybe wanted, and so uh, they they try to just to get the West Asian team involved more otherwise they have lost their you know the points like they really don't want to just to get into the ACL to their best because they're going to be they knowing like you know East Asian teams know how to win the champions i mean the cups at the end of the day so they don't feel like okay we just let ACL go through like we don't really care okay they might worry about that it's the same as like you know some leagues um, adopted the salary cap because they want to just make the competitions to be looked uh, more fair but the issue is the, uh, because you met the West Asian team at the finals only when you play the Asian Champions League for the, the Eastern Asian team's perspective you're gonna be looked like more Eastern Asian Champions League. It's not a really like Asian Champions yeah, League. yeah yeah so um, I don't think it's like a really uh, good move or bad move for my personal choices I don't like it because it's, okay. like, uh, it's 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 in the same sense of like what I described about the expansion of like the ACL because you need more variety for yeah. the games to travel around and the people to meet each other different tactics around the ages to meet each others and then the players gonna play against each others and then they're gonna see like they can improve further with that the uh, in the progress but like they're losing the, the, these chances and also um it's losing the uh, exposures of the um, the other part of the ages to the other i mean the on the other side because like before, um, like until like 2013 and 2012, uh, like uh, when uh, East Asia and West Asia meet in the kind of the quarterfinals, um, people tend to know about like more about like how the Al in Saudi Arabia is and you know, Al Iqiad in Saudis and also the, the Al Saad in Qatar. The Eastern Asian fans like really care about them because like they're gonna meet the uh, from the uh, quarter final, yeah. it's really vital to how to deal with the Western Asians. But nowadays, not really because like you're never gonna see them until you get to the final, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah.
1: basically, it's gonna be like, um, you know, the people are gonna just take care of their own territories like not yeah. really exposing each other, like, I don't think it's healthy,
0: okay, okay, sweet. Okay, so in terms of this year's ACL, let's have a look at group, group H, I think it is. Uh, so we have Sydney, the, 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 your team. They've been drawing, obviously against uh, Suwon Blue Wings, uh, Shanghai Shunya and Kashima Antlers. This like a, a really a really tough group. They started uh, with the home match against Blue Wings, which they which they lost to a a, a day double. They then travelled to China and, and drew to each, which was a good result. Do you think they can they get their campaign back on track with this double header that's coming up against Kashima?
1: Yes, definitely, because um as Graham Arnold, the the head coach of the Sydney FC said, like in two, thousand sixteen when the uh, Sydney FC was in the ACL last time, they um, lost their first game and like it wasn't really good the first few games like the, when they topped the group of the group Guangzhou Evergrande, Ural Reds and Puang Steelers. Yep. So I think it's like. You know, it wouldn't, wouldn't be much different in this time. And also, like you see, the when you see the second uh, round against the Shanghai Shenhua, it's kind of a, it could be a very difficult game against the Shenhua in uh, Shanghai, but they uh, transformed themselves yeah. from the, what they've been showing in, uh, against Suwon because I see it as like totally um, there was a lack of preparations from the club. Yeah. Because um, like they feel like they've been invincible for about two years in the A League. So they don't see any points to change themselves like, yeah. to you know match the opponents, but nowadays it's kind of wake up call to them as uh, what the Grail himself described post match interview. So I think it's um, they're pretty good on their learning curve in the ACL. So I think it's like the next game versus Kashima at home will be a crucial one and I, I see like the Sydney is going to pour everything in onto the, the field so I'm really looking forward to this game.
0: Okay, excellent. So what can you tell us about Sydney, Tom? They, I mean, that you mentioned there are kind of three up front are, are their key players so what is their normal formation? How, what's their kind of footballing style? Their philosophy? Like, who are their key players, yeah? Yeah,
1: it's um, the for the first uh first of all uh, the formation is like pretty fair to say like four two three one okay and uh their playing style is similar to celtic as you may know like it's uh um, yeah yeah it's more like um they're using a lot of um the backs to overlapping and the uh, very creative movement from up front there's like sometimes you look like a zero top and everybody moving flow. i mean in within the flow. yeah and okay. uh, they got a uh, two midfielders like um the Josh Brilliantes and Brandon O'Neill's is very defensively. Um, they're performing in front of four backs. They're covering up, but in the meantime, they have a attacking ability as well, like their passing abilities to scattering balls around the uh, spaces. Okay. And as I just described before, like uh, the 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 deadly trios, like the Miedziowski, Dinkovic, and the Bobo is pretty great. And also they are backed by the veterans like um, the. Um, David Conney and the Alex Brosk. Okay. And also uh, the one to um, watch at, at this moment was uh, Michael Jilu. Their their left backs. Okay. And the right back, the Luke Vulture. Um, they're pretty good. Um, candidate of like the next step to the East, uh, Australian national team for oh, the okay. World Cup and the the further, further generations. Okay. So uh, they're pretty like the sporting like well on the sideline. I think like when Suwon faced them, they knew the structure well. So um, from their side, they they do their best to the the restricting the mobility of like those players. So that side they just gained the two 0 victory against the uh, Sydney, I guess.
0: Okay, and so who do you think will qualify from this group?
1: Yeah, for me, um, I would choose. You know, as I I'm a firm believer, I like, I would choose the Sydney FC as one okay. of them. <laughs> okay. the other spot. Got to be like. Um, I feel Kashima, because the Suwon is pretty good for um, they've been there for years. But the issue is they got a really harsh competition at this moment in the K League as well. Yeah. So um, they need to choose the priorities, and also uh, from my observation for the last few years, they're not really good at controlling the injuries.
0: Yeah. Okay. So
1: they got a really like a lot of possibilities. They can't really um, cope well with the uh, further the rounds. Okay. okay and the shanghai shenhua has been like i've been you know i've been tracking their their results for years as well but um they i can describe them as roller coasters yeah At the good days like they're really good the best team in the world but the right next game they're gonna be like the poorest team in the um you know the uh, acsl kind of that so i don't think it's like if they're lucky enough they might be making proceedings but not no so i think the kashima Will be a firm favorite at this stage, and the Sydney FCs like got more spacings and they they have more time to spend on like the ACL rather than in the league. So I choose Kashima and Sydney.
0: Okay, perfect. Okay, and let's look at uh, Group F. So with us is the Melbourne Group, who they were drawn with uh, Ilsan, Shanghai SIPG, and Kawasaki Frontale, which again is also a pretty tough group. <clears throat> They started with the home match uh, against Usan, which they drew, uh, that amazing 3 each game. Uh, They can know that you were at that game, so can I talk about that one in a minute? Uh, Then they went to China and they they lost. I mean, they got absolutely gubbed 4-1. Do you think that's their group? Is their campaign finished? Would you say that that's them finished now? Do they have a chance of getting out that group?
1: To be honest to say like the Melbourne victory got a really low expectation at this moment okay so even i don't think they're gonna really make any chances because like you know the the totally big differences between Melbourne victory and sydney fc is like um Melo victory get to shy away and then they lost four one yeah and then, like the sydney fc's got a 2-2 draw yeah against like the kind of you know they got a big guns out there yeah like, they're paying a lot same way but um in terms of like their own dealings, like Melbourne Victory has got more priority on the A-League games by now.
0: Okay. And,
1: yeah, so um, it's really hard to see them just uh, being in the round of 16s. Okay. And also two, three weeks ago, like the Melbourne key man, the uh, Mark Milligan, okay. moved to Saudi. Ah, so, okay. So, uh, yeah, it's, they, they get it even weaker. I mean, still you get a little George who scored against the Wilson is a uh, Dutchman is really flying but the problem is like even like uh, their arch-rival Melbourne City is really looking into him so maybe you know possible departure of him going to okay. be on the team as well.
0: Okay, okay, sweet. So that you went to that Melbourne Ulsan game, who were you cheering for Tom? Melbourne or Ulsan? Um, to be honest, to say, I was like
1: more enjoying whom to win. I don't. I don't think <laughs> the thing is, I was more for Ulsan because the the you know like Ulsan and Songnam doesn't have really harsh feelings yeah. about each, each other. And as a Sydney fan, I don't really like the Melbourne victory. And in the meantime, the current uh, the Melbourne victory gaffer, the Captain Musket was mm. having a, been an issue on the ACL in back in 2010 when. Songnam was in the same group with the Melbourne Victory, okay. uh, and Beijing Guan and Kawasaki Frontale. Um, Kevin Musk made an interview after the Beijing Guan game as um, he's not really enjoying the playing in Asia because he described all the Asian players like they're really um, diving and not yeah. playing the football, kind of that. So I don't really wish him to be good in the ACL, to be honest to say.
0: Okay, and, and Tom, uh, the fact that he once played for Rangers is no say, that doesn't, you don't <laughs> care about that, right?
1: That's so true. If you, if you, I mean, like, even at the time when I was in the uh, Tancho, back in 2010, the in main, uh, the game against the Melbourne Victory, our last group game. Yeah. Um, it's only 500 people in the, the reigning Tancho Stadium, because we already make it kind of road to the, AC, uh, the last 16s. And I was there with my uh, friend, he's um, called Adam. He's supporting like Melvin Victory and Anyang. Yeah. Um, he was there to support Victory. I was taunting against the, the, you know, the Kevin Musk all the time. <laughs> and, you know, it's all 500 people down there, so he can clearly hear me. And I just keep him thinking, like, oh, you still think he's diving? You still think that he's diving? Kind of that. And then he turned around to me saying, and my friend turned around to me saying, like, yeah, I understand what you're saying, because, like, you know, he's been a, Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Even for the Melaby defenders then why others hate him. So I understand. I don't think it's like, yeah, I don't really like him to be successful in the ACM. Okay, I understand, <laughs>
0: I understand. Sweet. Okay, and uh, so they like, I mean obviously that like you mentioned there, you know, the the the, the Melbourne players, like uh, the, like their key players and stuff. They like, what what is their formation? Like? Uh, do they play like a kind of is it a standard formation that we can expect to see them Deploy an ACO?
1: Yeah, it's it's funny to see, like it's um, Melvin Victory has been the same to see in the FC, like the four two three one. Okay. And the the Kevin Musk in his tenure about five years by now, he never been changing this. And it's their plan A. But the sad thing is they don't have a plan B. Okay, yeah. So they keep their playing in the four 2 three one. Uh, it's been working well against the uh, Guangzhou Evergrande and John Hyundai when they went the same in the group. Um, they really been great, but um, nowadays when they got a weaker Berisha, old and slower, yeah, it has been arguably the best striker in the league for years. Yeah, yeah but um, nowadays they're not. Only um, um, they're relying on uh, Lloyd George and all the other players like um, for the kind of set pieces and okay. for the um, counter attacks. Um, that's why they're really struggling at the ACL, not only in the ACL, also in the the A League.
0: Okay, okay, sweet. So who do you think will qualify from this group? Uh,
1: For me now, obviously, uh, Shanghai SIPG, and Ulsan Hyundai. And uh, what the reason is I see the Kawasaki is not really performing in the group at this moment. Okay. And the funny thing is like, uh, they've been um, in, now it's their sixth time in the ACL.
0: Um, Okay.
1: The last five times, except one time in um, 2010, they used to make the at least the last sixteens. Yeah, they used to reach to the quarterfinals, but um, this year, it's totally on the par, To be honest to say, so I don't think is they're gonna make it. So it' gonna be like the Shanghai SIPG and also Hyundai, and they're gonna see like who's gonna be the first.
0: Okay, and in terms of the 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 ACL in the sort of overall, like who do you think will will win the ACL overall?
1: Oh yeah, I'll, I think it's. Um, Shanghai SRPG or Jumbook, Okay. Uh, in terms of Jumbook, let's say like the, they're almost two thirds of the teams, I mean, like the first 11th, like uh, Korean Re- uh, Republic national team.
0: Yeah. So,
1: and also, uh, due to the last season's saga before in ACL, yeah. um, their target is clearly to crowning the champions of Asia it's not really, um, they don't really care about the K League that much, yeah. as much as before. So, they the primary target is like the ACL. So, I think they will boost their, even, they're a really good team, but like they will boost their performance even, even further than that. Okay. And um, also in Shanghai, SIPG, um, uh, they really got a good team with the Oscar, Alexson and Hulk, Hulk uh, with the uh, backed by the Odil Ahmedolf from uh, Uzbekistan. Really talented players, okay. and uh, even they got uh, one of the best Chinese players like the Wu Lei, and uh, their gaffers, is Pereira, and they're yeah. really successful for the SIPG for now. So, um, but in the meantime, there's, there's kind of funny facts that um, I got from the uh, you know the Kawasaki guys, as like Kawasaki been to, um, as I said just before, like the five times um, except these competitions in the ACL. Every time I, they get to the game, except two times when the Urara Reds won it, the Japanese team, two thousand seven and two thousand seventeen. All the other times, so it's three times. All the other times, like the the champions were actually in the same group to Kawasaki.
0: Is that right? Okay.
1: Yeah, it's like two thousand ten with Songna, and uh, I forgot the others, but like the I saw the record. It says like the champions are out of like Kawasaki uh, group. Except the time when the Japanese team won it.
0: That's okay, I didn't know that. that that's pretty amazing. Yeah, okay. It's,
1: it's, it's pretty over, right? Like, it's very interesting facts. And then, regarding that, I think like Shanghai SRPG has like a really good chance to win it.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I think so. I would agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. So, will you be yeah. going to any more games? Like, will you be attending any more ACL games in Melbourne?
1: Yeah, I think like, um, I only bought a ticket for Kawasaki King. Okay. Um, um, also, interested in like to see their not only their on, on field performances. I also want to see like what their uh, supporters gonna do in the, the stadium and yeah, stuff. yeah. Because um, Kawasaki is pretty famous in terms of like their the season. I like and uh, they don't put their own team kind of that they got a good displaying support.
0: But yeah. they were also involved in in that kind of nasty scene last year. Where they pulled out the Rising Sun in the big Bird, right? And there was a fight. There was a scuffle in the stands as well. So they kind of become a bit more famous for their supporters, maybe like as you said, maybe kind of more than their team, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's it's about football culture at the end of the day. Like even for the the the, the reason I'm looking for another game in Melbourne at the Shanghai SIPG was like. About two years ago, when I get to their game, they actually visited Melbourne like two years ago to play the same team, the Melbourne Victory. And what I found was like funny, I wasn't near to the way end. And there was a guys in the blue shirts, the blues, not as a dark blue as much as the big light Melbourne Victory. I saw the shirt, where did it come from? And then it was Shanghai Shenhua guys. And then they just brought the uh, banner of like in English, like only the representative of Shanghai is Shenhua. Oh, okay. So they just get there to yeah to say like um to literally um beat it to the uh, uh the S I P G and even I heard like the same thing happened the next round uh, of the two years before like it's like against the uh, Gamba Osaka when they play against them. Okay. And in Osaka, like the Shena supporters they're there as well, and then did the same thing to exactly the exactly same banner they brought in. So. Jeez. So that would be an interesting
0: game to go to, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Like against the Shanghai SIPG this time as well. So, okay. um, yeah. Okay. So if <laughs> so if
0: see. if Melbourne get out of the group, who would you like? Which Korean team would you like them to play in the next round? And why?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, like um, accepting like expectations. Like uh, if I can choose one, I yeah. would hope to meet uh, Jeju United. Okay. As I've never seen them in the ACL match before. Okay. Or against Mel- a Melbourne victory and because like other two John Book and Suwon Blue Wings I've seen them in Melbourne to be honest to say like the last uh, within last three years so I don't need to see them anymore
0: okay <laughs> no. okay I understand <laughs> okay and I have, I have one final question Tom uh, for you obviously uh a Songnam fan uh, do you think we will ever see Songnam in the ACL again
1: that's kind of a good question. Like um, that reminds me of like the what other fans, Songnam fans, told me about when I um, get a travel to Tokyo in 2010 uh, final of ACL. They told me like, okay, um, you know, it's gonna be the last chance you're gonna see the Songnam in ACL, uh, maybe next 10 years. But to be honest, to say we've been to ACL to th- 2012 and even 2015. Yeah. And it was really at the verge of like the getting into Australia. If the Seoul FC Seoul didn't make any goals at the last of the thanks to Molina, they might travel to Western Sydney. I might be there to support the team again. Okay. But um, yeah, I think like you know, who knows? We never knows. Like, Songnam's been a little rollercoaster roller coaster since like the after 2010. So yeah, I think hopefully we make it before 2020.
0: Okay, and I hope so too. I think
1: still we have a yeah. We still have a fair chance, and I really welcome you to come to Australia, and uh, we will make it get a kind of a shared hotel room to you know get a crumb. <laughs> yeah. to well,
0: Tom, I, I I I'll do what I'll do, Tom. If if some of them win the FA Cup th- this year, I will definitely come next year to Australia, oh, yeah. whoever they play, yeah.
1: Definitely, yeah, be the same. I will just use my annual leave to get there. You know? like, <laughs> that's that's the good thing, like being in, working in Australia, like you can use annual leave at, 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 at any time you want.
0: Okay, sweet <laughs> Tom. Thank you so much for, for taking time to come and speak to us. Like I know, but the time difference, is, it, it's quite late at night for you. Like, uh, thank you very much. Like I know, but we're going to be back on again talking about the the, the A League in a few weeks' time. But again,
1: yeah, yeah I'll just um. I wish to finish my interview with the, uh, such old phrases, like, that. no worries. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, take care, then, I'll talk to you again soon, yeah?
1: All right, definitely. All okay. right, take care, Mal. Take care. Take okay. Okay.
0: okay, thanks, Tom. Thanks, bye.
1: Bye.